Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Nuclear. Now, is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to Your Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell here, of course, with Kathy Petrus and Ross Petrus. And school is starting in a lot of places or is about to start maybe around Labor Day. And so we thought today we would get back into the groove with school with learning and do a little bit of a spelling bee. We've done this uh, once or twice before, and I always enjoy it because, as I've mentioned in the past, I got second place two years in a row in the district spelling bee here in South Central Kansas when I was in middle school. <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm basically a professional at it. Wow. Pleasure. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. well okay. you should be. <laughs> I want to see the, I want to see the goods. <laughs> Look at the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't give me a trophy now that I think about that. That's not fair at all. You know, we, we've also, of course, um, as everyone has been talking about the heat a lot. And I just learned a few moments ago that you, Kathy and Ross are uh, about the only two people left in the world who use a particular word related to the temperature this was fascinating because we were talking about it we got an email and the emailer said that um she always refers to the not fahrenheit as celsius and we kept saying centigrade and so i thought well gee you know in america that we're i'm in canada kathy's in spain so they probably say celsius in the states they say centigrade and i was about to write that and kathy said wait a minute Kathy? Well, first I want to say what she wrote, which is like, just stings. She said, I think I remember learning centigrade back in the 70s in school. But until you started talking about it, I haven't had that term in ages. <laughs> like, oh, excuse me, uh -huh. in decades. In decades, <laughs> yeah, even worse. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, really. stu we're stuck back in the 70s, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, so Ross started writing an answer, and I looked at it, because I could see the draft, because he hadn't sent it yet, and he said, oh, yeah, blah, 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 America, and and I looked it up and I found out, nah, -uh, no one uses it. No one says centigrade. But then I found a thing. They said they changed to Celsius. And I thought it said 1968. They changed centigrade to Celsius in 1948, which oh. is before we were born. So <laughs> yeah, apparently we Ross born. and I are like stumbling happily around, blithely saying centigrade <laughs> when no one else does. No one else. But they at least understand it. And that's we've said that before. The key in language is to be understood. And I think we are understood when we say centigrade. Maybe. I just have to say, it was Cheryl who sent us the email. And after our reply, she sent a reply back, which I adored, saying, centigrades in retrograde. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, that's clever. it. <laughs> Let's move on, though. We got to get going here, guys. <laughs> you say Fletcher's so. spelling bee. If Fletcher is a champ, we're going to try to stump him a little bit. We're going to also use some words that are commonly misspelled and we're going to put in some words that people were stumped on in spelling bees it's sort of a kind oh, of a no, grab some bag. that they won in spelling bees Ooh, fantastic and some that they won exactly but let's start with an irony alert the most commonly easily misspelled words and this first word is i think i just gave it away misspelled <laughs> oh no it's misspell 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 right because 
you, you kind of wonder, are there going to be two S's or, or one S there? Wow. And, and I think, I mean, I'm trying to see it in my head. Two S's looks wrong, but I think you do need both of them. M-I-S-S-P-E-L-L. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, I mean, th- it, do- it doesn't look in my head like it should be right, but otherwise you don't have the actual prefix miss. That's right. It is one of the top 100 most often misspelled words. And Fletcher, you did it correctly. Oh, thank goodness. Not with a single S. <laughs> Very good. And we didn't even ask for a definition or a sentence. <laughs> no. I, I, will t- I will tell you, I mentioned that second place that I got a couple of years in a row. My biggest... Uh, downfall when it came to spelling bees was never asking for anything like that. I just memorized a bunch of words and I never <laughs> I never got into the whole, you know, where did that word come from thing, which might have helped me. <laughs> yeah. It could definitely I always help. thought they just did that to get more time to think. Uh, maybe some of, maybe <laughs> some of them do. Maybe some of them do. That might have helped me too for all I know. Okay. Word two. Pharaoh. I'll give you the definition. It's an ancient Egyptian ruler. Pharaoh. Yes, Pharaoh. Now, I know that there are A's and O's involved. (laughs) Uh, My problem is what goes where. Another problem is that there are musicians like Pharaoh Sanders, and some of those musicians spell their name differently from the word Pharaoh. Now, I can't do. I can't remember whether Pharaoh Sanders does, but um, okay. So I'm going to give this a shot here, Pharaoh, and we're talking about Pharaoh as in the uh, Egyptian ruler, right? Not uh, right. Correct. Okay, not the um, the grain. Is an is it a grain Pharaoh? F-A- oh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. That's Pharaoh, different. Yeah. F-A-R-R-O. Well, see, that would that would have been one of my problems where I wouldn't have asked which which one we're talking about here. Can I give you a clue, Fletcher? Yes, please. Sanders spells his name. The correct, the ancient Egyptian way. Okay, great. Uh, I mean, that only helps me a little bit because I still have to remember how Pharaoh Sanders spells his name. But I'm going to try here. P-H-A-R-O-A-H. P-H-A-R-O-A-H. Wrong! Wrong! (laughs) He spelled it the way I... uh, We had a cat. Randy and I had a cat named Pharaoh, and I spelled it that way on his Christmas stocking, and Randy lambasted me for it. (laughs) Are you serious, cat? I spelled it wrong, Ross. I was so humiliated. I was just about to say, because we, we, we lived in Egypt when we were little kids, and I was just about to say, this is one of those hard words that, because I saw, although you were younger, I saw it so many times that I always knew how to spell it. I was always like, people go, how, can you, how did you know that? It was just because I was there in Egypt. I think for me, I think of the word woe, like woe, which is W-H-O-A. So Pharaoh is to me. To more logical. I think it's just because I saw it so many times when I was a kid. Yeah. Anyway, it's, let's say it again. P-H-A-R-O. A-O-H. A-O-H. Yes, that's right. Right. It's... That's right. I just wanted to say, um, when we were pulling together the list on an international learn- how to learn English site that was listing some of the hardest English words to spell, they included Pharaoh. In the header, they spelled Pharaoh, P-H-A-R-O-H, no A. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> see how hard it is? <laughs> I, think, I think if I would have written it down, I might have gotten there. But doing it in my head, I, I, I felt like there, there was an A-O in there, but that just wasn't, mm-hmm. that wasn't looking right in my head. I wonder, had I written it down, if I would have gotten it. 
Just curiously, when you do a spelling bee, you're not allowed to write at all, are you? You write in the air. Yeah, they you write, write in, in the, the air. air all the they time. write in the air. Okay. And that doesn't really help me either. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually. I'm just doing it now. I think that would help. Actually, whatever. The next word is an easy one. I shouldn't say that just in case you get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this will be included because it's commonly misspelled almost, I mean, virtually everywhere. But most of us do know it. The word is weird. Oh. It's weird how often people don't spell weird right. This, the, uh, it, it, it is not weird. Uh, it's totally understandable. And my, m what happens with me is I'm never 100% sure until I actually write it down. Because okay. I I E always seems like it's gonna be what it is, but it's W E I R D. Fletcher, you are completely unweirdly correct. Okay. Whew. And we know the rule: I before E, except after C. And weird is one of those exceptions. <laughs> Most words, though, have I to E before uh, except after C. What but... are other words though that do the E I? I'm just trying to think. Okay, I, I immediately thought of vein, like as in your vein in your arm. Sure, C's. C's. The name Keith, Neil. Oh, yeah. Fascinatingly, the etymology of this word, it came from the word weird spelled W-I-E-R-D. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, no. English. <laughs> but going back, they're like, there are a lot of, but it's weird, too, because a long E sound, like leisure, is L-E-I. Yeah. But then you've got peace, P-I-E-C-E, which is. Along he spelled the other way. Isn't English wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> and way, way is weighing, weighing people or whatever, weighing cats, W-E-I. I was going to say that where weird is concerned, I have to admit, this is one of those words that I'll sometimes write incorrectly. And then when I see it, I change it. Right. But I do start with the I-E sometimes. I've yeah. got to admit. I do. Yeah, I'm with you. Totally. So I'm just being old English, really. <laughs> we know that's, so where that's where your heart lies anyway. We know, Kat. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to start showing, quoting my choices soon. Yep. <laughs> okay, now we're doing something completely different. We're going to go. This is the winning word, oh. the word that the kid won on of the 2023 Scripps Spelling Bee. Ready? No. It's <laughs> Samophile. <laughs> Samophile? Samophile. Yes. Samophile. A plant or animal adapted to live among sand. Samophile. Samophile. Ross, you want to give him a sentence? Give him a sentence on this one, I think. Okay. When we lived in Egypt as kids, we probably saw many samophiles, although we never referred to them as such. Mm -hmm. And and uh, tell me about the, the language of origin. Uh, ancient Greek. Samos in Greek means sand. And then file is in, you know, sure. like, yeah, which means lover of. So it's a lover of sand. So what's Both the Greek words. trick here? Sa Samos. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how to do this other than to do it fairly simply, which would be S-A. Oh, okay. S-A-M-O-P-H-I-L-E. Well, <laughs> this is a toughie. Samos, the Greek word Samos, it comes from the Greek, and it, the first letter is like, in ancient, in Greek, is like a trident. It's a P-S sound. Oh, P-S. So, wow. Yeah. And then the M is doubled. Two, so it's okay. P-S-A-M-M-O-S, and then file. That I didn't expect. I didn't no ex S for us. P-S-A-M-O-P-H-I-L-E. Oh, oh, yeah. Samos. Yeah, no S. I'm sorry. I was thinking Samos. Yeah. I didn't expect the double letter. The P doesn't surprise me. The double letter does surprise me. 
Now, I, I'm no expert on, on Greek, ancient, or modern, but I didn't expect there to be two M's in that. Well, get ready for some doubled letters pretty coming up, Fletcher. Oof. Not yet, okay. but soon. <laughs> That's a hint. <laughs> the next word is a word that Kathy did not want to put in. And I had put it in the initial list. And then Kathy said, we did it over a year ago. And I said, and I'm still misspelling it. <laughs> so and I finally got it into my head how to spell it. Not that it's a particularly <laughs> useful <laughs> word, but the word is fuchsia. Yes, fuchsia. Now, okay, I think we, we've done at least one spelling bee before. And I think fuchsia, yes. I think fuchsia was one of the words. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. And I'm still getting it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a try. The reason I remembered wasn't because of the spelling, but because you told me about where the word comes from, right? And it's from a person mm -hmm. named Fuchs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. It also helps me spell it. Uh, F U C H S I A. Yay! Perfect. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, I'm the dumb one on this one. I did not remember it. I did it F U C. I t I think I said the guy's name too, but I did F U S whatever. Yeah, I think I I mean I think that you know that makes it much simpler to spell when you remember it's from a guy named Fuchs because yes. Fuchs can't really be F U S C H. No. It's a weird one. I just love the fact that we had we had found if you search for all of the wrong spellings, it does, it's it spells it wrong on a uh, Google. If you say if you search and you put in F U S C I A, it said, "Did you mean fuchsia?" Spelled F U S C H I A, which is also wrong. <laughs> it's like, okay, go away, I. Oh, Kath, can I do this one? Because this is one of my favorite words to misspell. Do you mind? Yes. Okay. We're going to, this word is another word. I'm going to give you a clue, Fletcher. It comes from the ancient Greek. Hemorrhage. The sentence is Fletcher, who is well known for his veterinary skills, was called on to treat a dog with an acute hemorrhage. Right. Hemorrhage. Hem or. So first I'm thinking hemorrhoid, of course. And <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I was going to make a pain in the ass joke, but I won't. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hemorrhage. H-E-M-H-O-R-R-A-G-E. It was close. Oh, I didn't get it. No. It's H-E-M-O-R-R-H-A-G. -E. That's where the H goes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Shoot. Can I, do anyone want to have a boring explanation here or not? Yes. And then the exciting one. Kathy will give you the excitement. I'll get the, okay. The double R in ancient Greek, when you uh, add, when you had an R in the middle and you were adding it, the, the word is hema, which is blood, and rage, which is uh, a gap. But when you added the hema to the R, it, doubles the r doubles and doubling a consonant in linguistics is called gemination and that's what happens with a lot of greek words when the middle word is an r uh that they put another r in front and then the h with a lot of greek words indicates what's called a rough breathing it's sort of a slight slight aspiration so like a lot of words that even begin with r in ancient greek like rhythm for example has an h in it mm-hmm so Greek is a pain. Yeah, this is one of those things where I just haven't learned my lesson because I I knew that this was related to blood, H E M O, mm -hmm. 
but I still didn't spell it H-E-M-O. I spelled it H-E-M-H-O. And I can't explain why, even knowing that it was it should be H-E-M-O. I still spelled it wrong because I just wasn't paying attention to where the words come from. Uh, and this is what's always gotten me, you know? Well, that's why the next word we're going to see how you do it. Because the key, key clue is when there is a bunch of R's in the middle, it's probably comes with the Greek. And if there are a bunch of two R's in the middle, the H goes after the last second R. Mm-hmm. That's just a good rule. I always think we should dump the extra H, though, at this point. I'm, I'm all for the people, like, way back when, when they wanted to streamline things. It would make life simpler. I agree with you. I agree with you. But if Fletcher's going to go to the next Kansas spelling bee, he better know. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get that trophy, finally. Yeah, <laughs> He's owed. I do. <laughs> you can tell I, I, it has meant nothing to me since then, because I never mentioned it. <laughs> okay, the next word is logaria means pathologically excessive and often incoherent talkativeness right like i mean like people say diarrhea of the mouth right yes this was said about me many times <laughs> this okay. was a script spelling bee winning word in 1999 wow, okay fletcher has got a bunch of clues now so let's see if he can do it i do okay so logaria now uh we're talking about words right so l-o-g-o logo yes we talked about the double letters already so next would be rr then we talked about the h coming after the double r's so h-e-a logaria very yay Yay! (laughs) show fletcher give this man a trophy (laughs) yep yep Uh, excellent okay thanks for the hints guys (laughs) (laughs) okay well stop the hints now okay (laughs) (laughs) we've done enough (laughs) okay this next word is minuscule minuscule yeah something that is very small or teeny teeny tiny i'll give you a sentence there is a minuscule chance that fletcher will misspell this word oh that was me <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I said it was a minuscule chance <laughs> i I, th- I think i think it's also true though i think you're right that it's a minuscule chance because i remember this specifically the word is not minuscule, M-I-N-I, which which mm-hmm. you expect it would be because it's you're talking about something very small, but rather it's minuscule, right? M-I-N-U-S-C-U-L-E. Good. You got it. This is an interesting word, though, talking about how spelling works. Kath and I were talking about this. I see this a lot with like um, old manuscripts. So I, I knew the word, how to spell it. I didn't even know minus, but I just knew how to spell it. And... I thought we shouldn't put this in because everyone does. Cass says she didn't. Meanwhile, there's a word dilate, which I always misspell as dilate for some bizarre reason. Mm. Kathy knows this because, Kathy? Well, I started wearing glasses when I was three years old. So I was always at the eye doctor and they were always dilating my pupils. So dilate to me was one of those words I knew since I was a little kid. So when Ross said he can't spell it, I was sort of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I know it should be, but I automatically do dilate for some yeah. bizarre reason. No, no, it's not bizarre. A lot of people say dilate. Uh, a lot, a lot of people yeah. say dilate. Now, what, r- remind me what that's called, where we, where we add sounds to something. Oh, adding a syllable to a word? Yeah, adding a syllable or an extra sound in there because it, it's, it makes it easier to say. Oh, penthesis? You a- mean a penthesis. A penthesis, right. A penthesis. Right, that's a penthesis. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so many, I mean, I hear dilate way more than I ever hear dilate. I could easily see most people misspelling it as D-I-A-L 
A T E when it mm-hmm. when it should be D I L A T E, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I must say, I do that with decathlon. I never, I, I don't mm. think I've ever said decathlon. In decathlon, my life. I know that sounds weird. That one throws me constantly. But do you remember way back when it was like you'd see those ads for I forget what, like uh, one of those uh, uh, creams for sports, and they would talk about athletes. <laughs> athletes <Yeah>. use this. <laughs> ah, <laughs> athlete. Well, that's sacrilegious. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next word too the next word is sacrilegious sacril sacril sac right okay uh this is this is one and i'm not gonna cheat because i'm not gonna write it down with a pen but this is one i think i would get to correctly if i wrote it down but we're not doing that i think the sacrilegious I mean, the temptation is to spell it like religious with sack on the front. Sacrilege. True. I... That is the temptation. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy. Keep... <laughs> I didn't say it was right or wrong. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to look at it the other way. Sacrilege. Sac- but sacrilege. Sacrilege. Ah, heck. This is really messing me up. Sacrilege. Um, S-A-C-R-O. <laughs> I L E G I O U S. Nope, that ex- I added an extra I in there. No, no, just try to get. Did I try get it? S A S A C R I L Sacril E G I O U S. Ooh, good figuring out. Did I get there? Yeah. Okay. Most commonly, people think the root word is religious. Yeah, so they which think, is not. You know, it's not religious. Sac religious. No, religious comes from a different Latin root. I mean, the key thing here is against the law. Leg Lex is law, and then it comes G when you add a. a, a oh, okay. So it's that's so it's Lex, not Ligio, ligio which is to tie, etc. From religion. Sacrilegious. You did very well on that. Fletcher. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So S A C R I L E rather than S A C R E L I. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But that's that's a good little clue. You just you basically say. It's sacrilegious, but I'm switching the I and the E, you know, which is, I don't know, whatever. That seems really confusing. Yeah. No offense, I, I always have these really confusing mnemonics and like everyone goes like, I don't get that at all. I think it's easier to say it's not religious. It's, it's not, not religious. about religious. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's that's kind of how I got there. Uh, but I, I think it doesn't help either because people say sacrilegious. I mean, Ross, you said it yourself in, mm-hmm. instead of. Instead of, I guess, sacrilegious. Um, I mean, people say sacrilegious as if it were religion. They do. And I, I looked it up on um, a site just to see like how people pronounce it. And people basically say sacrilegious, whatever. They don't say sacrilegious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever in my life said sacrilegious. No, no, no. Nor have I heard not. that. And I, and you know, I wouldn't either, even even knowing all of this. Okay, we ready for another? Yeah. This is another one from the 2023 uh, spelling bee, and this is a a 12 year old girl got eliminated mm. with this one. The word that I'm sure you use constantly is chthonic. Oh, one thing we should mention that she got eliminated because she had an incorrect definition. So let's do a double with this. Let's ask Fletcher. <laughs> oh, spelling. God, Ross, you're really getting tough. You're making it work for that trophy. <laughs> and the definition. The definition and spelling of chthonic. Chthonic? Chthonic. Chthonic. They gave her the wrong definition? 
she offered an incorrect definition oh like she said it out loud but she was wrong about what it was i guess yeah which i think is sort of unfair she Hmm. it says this was in the washington post said she was eliminated when she offered an incorrect definition of chthonic which means Uh, no um i have no idea what it could possibly mean okay i'm gonna give you a sentence that was in the article hades and persephone are chthonic deities yeah i wondered if it was if it was greek those greeks always muck things up yeah always always do chthonic chthonic um well the way you're saying it of course makes me think kth right but again, I, I, I can't do anything but, but be quite simple, which would be like K-T-H-O-N-I-C. Say it again. K-T-H-O-N-I-C. Mm. Wow, you're close. Close. Okay. <laughs> Painfully close. <laughs> C-H-T-H-O-N-I-C. Okay. But, I mean, to be fair, in ancient Greek, they didn't have a C. Yeah. So it would be K-H-T-H-O-N, I guess, in ancient Greek. Okay, so... That- that that H would still be there. Uh, yeah, I definitely. I, I I mean, I figured if we were going back, then we wouldn't have the C. But yeah, the H the H would have gotten me either way. Okay, interesting. So tell me, what does it mean? Uh, relating to the underworld, it's also used, you know, uh, more metaphorically to be something that's sort of sinister and dark and ooh, mm-hmm. you know. Chthonic. Hmm. It's also the name of a Taiwanese heavy metal band, I found out. <laughs> so. It's funny. When I was a kid, I remember there, there were like, there was this really jerky kind of person who kept talking about chthonic gods, chthonic this, and I thought like, this person is the ultimate in sophistication. <laughs> <laughs> who was it, Ross? Do I know this person? No, tell me later. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, like, he was like one of those people who talks about epistemology and you know ontology and chthonic. This and that. Everything was chthonic. I think the three of us should make it our job for the next two weeks to use the word chthonic as often as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Well, now we're going to move far away. Move. <laughs> from, yes. From Greece, and we're going to Hawaii. Oh boy! A loose kind of dress traditionally worn in Hawaii. Mumu. Mumu. Right. Mumu. Uh, I th- I think, I think Mumu is simply M U U M U U. Fletcher, you get a hula. What do you mean, like you you get? A... <laughs> See, now, Ross thought that was an easy one, and clearly you did. I didn't know it was spelled that way. I thought it was M-U-M-U-U. I didn't know it was a double set of W's. I don't think that's something that you would know unless you knew it, really. I don't know. I, I, I've i seen that so many times. I sort of thought it was... What are you looking at, Ross? Why are you seeing this? I never see Moo Moo. <laughs> I always see... I, don't, I guess I read Hawaiian <laughs> literature and something. I don't know. I've never even been to Hawaii. Nor have I. Actually. But if we went there, now we know how to spell the traditional kind of dress. <laughs> okay, the next word. This, this. If you get this, you you get a you get a star. Um, the word is anomatopoeia. Oh yeah. Okay. The naming of a thing or action by a vocal imitation of the sound associated with it. I have a sentence for you. If Fletcher gets this wrong, we will yell "bzz," which is an example of onomatopoeia. Right. <laughs> Now I just have to make sure that I get all of my vowels in there. Let me 
let me try to visualize this. This is not something I'm good at visualizing things. Um, so I'm going to try to do this, of course, without writing it down. Onomatopoeia. O-N-O-M-A-T-O-P-O-E-I-A. <gasps> wow! Fletcher, Fletcher, Fletcher. I got it. That was brilliant. You know what's really cool? She doesn't know the definition, but my my two year old knows the word onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brainy household. <laughs> well, let's get her on and see if she can spell it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Put her money where her mouth is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, kid. <laughs> You're Saying It Wrong is part of the NPR Podcast Network and is produced by me, Fletcher Powell, in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus records from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. Our digital team is Beth Golay and Carly Cooper. If you like what we're doing here on the show, please tell everyone you know and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can email me at powell at kmuw.org or email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com. The book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press, and you can find that and Kathy and Ross's other books pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And a number of their books are also available on audiobook, read by the authors themselves. Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can find out more about what they're doing at their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.